Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is MP on the mic. On Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. All right, we are back. MP on the mic. It's 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM. Welcoming in, friend of the program, friend to all, Mike Barber, the Richmond Times Dispatch, Richmond.com. Mike, what is up? Apparently, you have not been reading my email or Twitter mentions because I am not friend to all, but definitely (laughs) happy to be friends of the program. It it comes with the territory. All right, I want to jump right in and ask you about this this UVA quarterback situation because we we all saw Tony Musket playing through it. Uh, We we heard the postgame comments, um, but there's also this Anthony Calandria might redshirt situation. Uh, Where do we stand here? Yeah, so basically the plan is to redshirt Calandria if they can. And, Michael, that's a big if because this offensive line is still very much a work in progress. Tony Musket was sacked four times Saturday. He's playing with a shoulder surgery, a shoulder injury that's going to require surgery after the year. Uh, So if is a big if here. But the hope is that Tony Musket can play the rest of the season. Anthony Calandria won't play another snap and they'll preserve the redshirt year for him. Uh, It was really interesting behind the scenes how it happened Saturday. Musket got hurt at one point. He went over to the medical tent and the medical people are are in concert with the coaches saying, okay, I I think he's going to be okay, but we're going to need a player too. And so Tony Elliott called the timeout thinking like, okay, in the timeout, he'll get better and we'll be able to put him back out here. And then they ran out of time and they had to go back on the field and the medical people said he still needs another minute or two. So they put in Grady Brosterhouse for a play and he handed the ball off and then Musket came in. That's how touch and go this is uh, and and why I have a hard time imagining they're going to succeed with this plan. But the plan right now is to play Musket and to preserve Calandria's redshirt. I mean, you're you're Tony Elliott. You don't know if you'll be here in four years, let alone picking a quarterback in four years. Cer- certainly seems like like his his angle on this is pretty obvious. It, it was a little bit odd, right? Because he certainly packages it as I'm doing what's best for the kid. Uh, but if I'm Tony Elliott and I'm having the year I'm having, and I have the outlook on things here uh, that he does, I want all the all the options available to me here. Um, and it may still be the case, right? If Tony Musket starts struggling, maybe they go back on this. But uh, Tony Musket played pretty well Saturday. He missed a couple big throws early that really could have had this game a, a different kind of vibe to it. The very first play of the game, 
He barely overthrew a wide-open sack of wood on a tight end seam that would have been a touchdown. On the second drive, he overthrew Malachi Fields for what would have been a score. But overall, Musket's been pretty good, pretty sharp. The offense has looked okay with him, and uh, they're going to go for it, man. It, it, it's um, – I mean, I my takeaway from that game was if he doesn't hit that throw before halftime and if William & Mary converts on that fourth and one in the red zone, I think that game was a lot closer in the final score. Yeah, and I think that game was closer than the final score. You know, William Mary was up 13 nothing. I will say Virginia's defense tightened up, and yes. I know it's an FCS opponent, but uh, to shut anybody out over the final, what, 40 minutes of play is pretty darn good. Uh, you know, there were some things there in terms of being able to run the ball and playing better defense. It's going to be really interesting to see if it's real progress or if that was opponent-based. All right, I don't want to set you up to be a friend of fewer online, but we got to look at this upcoming schedule for UVA. Georgia Tech, they might win that one. That, that's a winnable football game. It's tough to circle any of the other ones aside from maybe Virginia Tech, isn't it? Yeah, as I look at this schedule, it's funny, Michael, because when the year started, we said, my goodness, what a brutal start to the season. With Tennessee, <laughs> JMU, Maryland, NC State. And now it's like, wow, what a brutal end to the season. And I think when you're bad, that happens, right? There, there's no easy part of your schedule when you're not very good. But Georgia Tech at home and Virginia Tech at home are your two best chances at a victory. Uh, certainly at Miami, because you just never know what Miami's going to do. But Miami is by far the better team in that one. Uh, Louisville, Duke, I mean, this is just... And, of course, North Carolina is the next one after the bye in North Carolina. It certainly sets up as if they didn't get this William & Mary win, it could have been an offer. It's uh, it's too bad that Miami has learned you are allowed to kneel on the ball at the end of games now. It would have been a, n- a nice thing to withhold before that game. You, my friend, are making a bold assumption that they learned that. <laughs> because Mario Cristobal has done this once before in his career, and I will believe he's done doing it when he's done doing it. But, yeah, that was a shocking way to end a ball game. It's a full all-timer of a gaffe right there. That's uh, I mean, I, I I'm not a, like, let's fire everybody, overreact kind of guy, but you at least have to get called into the athletic director's office there and explain yourself after that one. It's, it's inexplicable because it's not one of those debates of you went for it on fourth down, you kicked a field goal, you punted. This is simple. Every coach tells you the stupid cliche that the best formation in football is the victory formation, and these guys refuse to get in it, and that's why they lost the game. And you can spin it a million other ways. The reality is, is the coaching staff let those players down. And it's it's wild uh, to me, absolutely. Uh, Mike Barber's with us, Richmond Times Dispatch, Richmond.com. Read his work around the state as well, and the Daily Progress, the Roanoke Times, all those great places. I, you, you also know your Virginia Tech football. I would dabble into that for a second. Um, they, they, they've got a, a winnable game, if not a, a tough game, against Wake Forest. That's another one where, you know, preseason probably thought that was tougher than it is. Uh, their path might look a little lighter than UVA's from here. What, what do you see coming up for the Hokies? It's really interesting. It's really interesting, I think, that Virginia Tech is actually a slight favorite in this ballgame. Well, one and a half points last time I checked, yep. which uh, it is interesting because Wake Forest coming in, um, you know, known for offense. They've been better defensively than they've been offensively this year. Brent Pry told us today that he's actually never prepared a defense for that mesh offense that Dave Clawson runs. So how will that go? Uh, this is a really critical stretch, Michael, for Virginia Tech if they want to make a bowl game. They have Wake Forest and Syracuse back-to-back at home. Uh, to me, those are 
games that you either have to win or you have to at least get one of them. They end the season with a very, very navigable stretch. Boston College, NC State, Virginia. They might even be able to get all three of those. In the middle, they've got Louisville in Louisville. I don't like them in that one. So I think if you can win one of the next two here, Wake Forest and Syracuse, you put yourself in position to get to bowl eligible. Uh, if you lose both of these, you've got a tough road. That, that said, uh, you know, it, it's Florida State. I don't want to read too much into it. But, but you know, that line that showed up against Pitt, that defensive line that finally got stout, uh, you know, gave, gave up some big runs. And, I, you know, it was against Florida State. But I, I think there's still very real question marks there. Yeah, here's the thing. Pitt stinks. And here's the other thing. Florida State is really good. They are. So, like, it's really hard to figure out, you know, are they making progress? Are they getting better? What is real? And and I think this stretch, that's another reason it's so fascinating. I think Wake Forest is a middle-of-the-road team. I think Syracuse, despite the big start, is a middle-of-the-road team. Which Virginia Tech are, are we going to see? Are we going to skew towards a really impressive team that we saw against Pitt? Are we going to skew towards a, a pretty lousy effort that we saw at Florida State? Uh, I think it's going to be closer to Pitt. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this bunch. Um, I think they've got some playmakers on offense. I think they're finding some things on defense. They're getting some pass rush. Uh, I'm going to throw Florida State out the window and say the Seminoles are really, really good. And that Virginia Tech, I'm going to pick them to win this weekend, and I think they still have a great shot to get bowl eligible. I love Tootin' man. Watch watching him roll drones, Chiron drones. I mean, super fun to watch play. Uh, they they've got some young talent. I, I think the stat the other week was everybody on their offense is eligible to come back next year if they want to, whether COVID year or just underclassmen or whatever it is. It's it's the the hard sell though is getting them back in in this transfer portal age. Yeah, it is. You kind of have to assume that um, a lot of those pieces may move on and you got to go in the portal and get new pieces. But hey, I, I give Brent Pry and his staff a lot of credit because this roster a year ago, I mean, you could zoom in with a microscope and not find playmakers a year ago. Caleb Smith, the receiver, was their best guy and, and he was a middle of the road kind of guy at best. This year, they have brought in a ton of playmakers and yeah, you're right. Will they be able to keep him is a great question. But uh, Bayshall Tootin is starting to remind me of, of Khalil Herbert, uh, who's gone on to the Chicago Bears. But he, he's able to run it. He's able to catch it out of the backfield. Uh, he's showing some progress, picking up the blitz. Obviously, the kick return, 99 yards to open the second half, kind of brought them back into that game. Uh, this team is fun to watch. It's got things it can do. It is functional, capable, and at times it looks talented. And that's a far cry from last year. What I learned from the uh, Bears-Commanders game the other night was that uh, Greg Stroman's still in the league. Yeah, how about that? That game had a lot of Virginia Tech flavor. It did. Which uh, I always enjoy. And I, of course, always enjoy seeing Logan Thomas uh, playing tight end because (laughs) there were many people at Virginia Tech while he was there who thought that's where he should be playing uh, even back then. It's uh, and uh, Kendall Fuller's having a great year there, too. It's uh, they're they're loaded. Just need D'Angelo Hall to come out of the broadcast booth and finish it off. It would be fantastic. We could almost put together a pretty functional NFL team out of tech guys who are in the league. Oh, no question. Tyrod's still doing his thing with the Giants. I mean, I, it's debatable whether the Giants are an NFL team or not, Mike. But, uh, you know, he's, he's at least in the league getting the check. My, my friend Steve Politi, who, who covers the Giants uh, up there for NJ.com and the Star-Ledger, he, he had a, I can't remember if it was on his Facebook or if it was something professionally out there, so maybe I shouldn't repeat it, but he said <laughs> the Giants are looking McAdoo-ish 
very quickly here. <laughs> uh, so it, it, th- things have turned on Brian Dabble quite quickly. You never want to go full McAdoo. That's that. That's never no. never where you want to be. Uh, he's Mike Barber, Richmond Times Dispatch, Richmond.com. We'll look forward to your coverage this weekend, and uh, hope hopefully we'll have you get on the show again soon. Can't wait to do it. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.